Do all of your tales have tales? Mine too. We all enjoy a funny story, an uplifting account, or a sweet childhood memory involving animals. That's what we're sharing on this podcast. As a lifelong animal lover like you, and a professional pet and people photographer, you can imagine I have many tales to tell. Every week, I will be premiering an episode that I narrate or have a special guest join me to share their tale. This podcast goes along with the Tales with Tales Facebook group at Silverpaw Studio, so be sure to join me there too. Now enjoy today's episode. Hey, Tales with Tales listeners. On the show today, we have Jennifer Holmes from Canine Fitness Works. She's going to tell us all about her inspiration for starting a fitness company for dogs and people with their dogs, which is cool. Some simple exercises you can do with your dog in your house, no matter how big your house, perfect for upcoming winter season, and some cool things that she's got going on with her upcoming fitness park and some other things. So stay tuned for this episode. Hi, Monique Renee here, photographer from Silverpaw Studio. Every week at 6.30 p.m. here on Critter Powder, we talk everything animals. In the studio today, I have guest Jennifer Holmes. Uh, Jennifer, welcome to the studio. Hi, thanks for inviting me. Yay. Jennifer has a dog-related business that we're going to talk about. But first, I want to find out a little bit more about you, Jennifer. What led you to this this path? Well, it's kind of a long story. But I'll try We're to get the short Everyone version. Everyone has their popcorn, <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, I actually, you know, I grew up wanting to work with dogs. I loved dogs. I loved animals. Like I remember we lived in Germany and there was a neighbor that had um, puppies. And so I'd always be over to her house when she had puppies. Aww. So it's it's been in my entire life. I've always loved animals. And then, uh, you know, like all of us that love animals, we pursue veterinary medicine. Mm. And I ended up in the veterinary technician field. Mm. So I worked in infectious disease work for many years um, prior to getting my veterinary technician degree and even after. But in that process, I got West Nile virus. Oh. In 2007. And so um, I went through health challenges for myself, of my nervous system not really working properly and trying to learn different modalities that would help my health. And in the process, when I was going through rehab, physical rehab, I was like, what if there's physical rehab for dogs? And there was. And so I left the insect disease world and went back to the fuzzy furry animals and worked with dogs that had injuries. And I really resonated with what they went through because of what I was going through with my nervous system when they had a back or knee or a neck injury. I kind of could empathize with what they were dealing because their body wasn't functioning properly. You know, their their back end was on the floor. They couldn't move the front end because of their neck was sore. Their knees weren't working properly. So I had experienced my body not working properly. So I could relate to that. And then in the process, as I, you know, advanced my training and you know, went to CEs and learned new things, I found out about dog dog fitness training. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and as I was working in the rehabilitation side, 
I noticed that exercises made the hugest impact on sustainability um, mm-hmm. for dogs after their rehab. You know, all the other things, acupuncture, laser, um, ultrasound, all that stuff helps in their mm-hmm. therapy, but it was the exercises that really made the biggest difference and what clients could do at home to help mm-hmm. further their pet's health. So I became a certified um, canine fitness trainer who knew that even existed. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> and uh, I was like, cool, fitness trainer for dogs. And um, so I, in the process, um, met a friend, uh, Jill uh, Reynolds, and we worked on a project together with search and rescue dogs for a fitness program. And after doing that, she encouraged me to start Canine Fitness Works uh, to help many other dogs out there. And this is the Jill Reynolds that was the other host here on Critter Patter. So I love that that tie-in. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She was amazing. And and, uh, and she completely yeah. inspired you to start your business. Yep. She inspired wow. and strongly encouraged, as Jill did. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd go to Avos. Uh, her skid and I. We go to Avos for lunch, uh-huh. and uh, on our our many lunches, uh, she was like Jen. I was like, what? She's like, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't do it as good as she did. But <laughs> Oh, man. So the dogs and people of our community still have fitness options out there with you at Canine Fitness Works. Yes. And uh, let's let people know right away. It's caninefitnessworks.com. Yes. Right? If you mm-hmm. want to find out. K number nine. K, oh, yes. Letter K, number nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's easy. Yeah. That's shorter, right? <laughs> um, so to find out more information about everything we're talking about here, uh, a bunch of that's on your website. It is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I understand from our talk before this, you're not doing the search and rescue fitness right now, but you plan on probably opening that up again at some point. Yeah, and Jill was trying to get it going again, mm. Jill, um, before she passed away. And so it's and it's been something that I've been wanting to get moving again as well. Mm. So it's it's in the future plan. Ooh, exciting. Recent future plan. <laughs> Oh, so maybe in a few months we can have you back on and we can talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) From someone from Search and Rescue. Now I'm I'm thinking about future shows. Let's get back to this one, right, Monique? Wow. (laughs) That's important. (laughs) What's cool about what you do, I don't know much, we're going to find out more now, is I think of dog... you know, athletes, mm-hmm. and they're out there doing agility, and maybe we're kind of giving them some direction. But you're talking about doing fitness with your dog in a good portion of your classes. Is that right? Right. So we have a basic dog fitness class where teaching the owner how to do fitness with their dog. Like what kind of exercises can they do to help strengthen up their hams, their quads, their glutes, their their core? Like they have weak cores just like we do. Mm. And so their front end. So I work with them to create exercises they can do with their dog that, you know, won't inhibit their normal routine, you know, that they can do within their normal routine. And there are athletic dogs out there, you mm-hmm. know, our working dogs, search and rescue dogs, police dogs, agility, fly ball. Oh, my gosh, there's new oh, games yeah. coming up all the time. Dog dogs, <laughs> dog dogs. Right? Yeah. So strengthening up those dogs can help prevent injury. Mm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So that's come actually full circle for you because you worked in the rehab portion where they maybe have already been injured or gone through surgery. Mm -hmm. Now we're on the preventative side. Yep. Ooh, 
Yeah. Oh, I like that that path. So that's a big part of my education these last three years has been on prevention. Yeah. Because people don't think of preventing injury with their pet, not even in the competition world. They don't. Oh. They don't think about that. Oh wow! And it is interesting because I think I look at dogs sometimes and go, "Man, they're just so naturally muscly. All you do is mm-hmm. lay on the couch, and you've got these awesome <laughs> muscles. I wish I could do that." So not true. <laughs> so, so not, not true. true about your dog. <laughs> but I never thought about a dog's core strength. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have the dog fitness class where you're kind of learning what what dogs can do, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So we kind of assess each dog and see, you know, like, do they have some weaknesses? Is there somewhere we need to strengthen? Because mm-hmm. dogs are great at compensating. So they oh. can compensate for years before a catastrophic injury. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of preempting that. And generally the work that I do, owners are like, eh, they're a little off, but other than that, they're fine. And then I can find things where I'm like, oh, well, their iliopsoas is tight. And so they're not moving their leg right when they walk, which over oh. time can cause other joint problems and other muscle problems. Oh, wow. Yeah. That initial assessment must be so uh, enlightening. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because yeah. we see our dogs in one way or we see them all day, mm-hmm. maybe. Right. <laughs> like, oh, this is just their normal behavior. But you can say, oh, wait, maybe they, if they did this exercise, they'd feel even better. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. very interesting. So I had a friend, I have a friend that has a bouncy poodle, you know, mm-hmm. like how you're, you don't know. They're bouncy. They're happy all the time, right? Yeah. But he would turn around and bite his butt. Oh, and it was a behavior he started, and and she couldn't figure out what was going on. And she's a chiropractor, so, you know, like, you're like, I can assess my dog. Uh-huh. So I assessed him for her, and he had a tight iliopsoas, oh. which was causing all his problems. And then once we kind of backed off his, his long walks, she's uh-huh. like, yeah, he's not biting his butt anymore. And I'm like, oh. uh-huh. Is that like a, a hip muscle or yes. what is that? Yeah, it's oh, a hip okay. flexor muscle. Oh, interesting. So that was getting stressed mm-hmm. and that's the way he showed that he was in pain. Yeah. Interesting. Because they'd go on long walks and just like us, it would fatigue. Oh, And yeah. for him, he would turn around and bite oh. his butt. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> so if any of you listening or watching your dog doing that, uh, there could be something else to that than just a weird tick. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But... um you go beyond that, and you can exercise with your dog in yes. some of your classes. That sounds interesting. Yeah, so that also came out of my health and working with a fitness trainer to get my body back. And, like, I was active in the gym, and then I went and played dodgeball, which I really think should not be a sport. Oh, boy. And I couldn't squat for three weeks because my quads were so sore. Oh. And I was like, apparently I'm not working out right because... Yeah. Because, so it's the same thing. I basically do the same thing. And that, that fitness trainer helped me get back on track. Okay. And so same thing with the dog. Like, we're out there walking with our dogs, but are they really engaging muscles that they should be engaging? Yeah. Are they compensating from something that we don't know about? I help assess that Okay. in our dog human fitness class. Okay. And so the dog human fitness class is about you doing fitness together with your dog mm-hmm. so that you guys are, are doing it. One-on-one. Wow. I think that's pretty popular around here is exercising with your dogs. But what most people do, I think, is just running. You know, they're in all the 5Ks. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know what people do from there with their dogs. So this would be a great alternative to that or an addition to it. Especially if you do a lot of 5Ks, I would think, or 4Ks. Go in and be maybe assessed. Are they moving 
Right. Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I learned that a fitness trainer helped me. Yeah. And so it would be fun to work out with my dog. Yeah. Well, you know, because we're at the gym, but our dog isn't at the gym. No. So if we can work out with our dog together, oh. we can do squats while they do high fives or we can do push-ups while they can do push-ups. Oh, my like, gosh. It's so much fun. Oh, we were at an event this weekend and you had a video going and mm-hmm. it was so fun to mm-hmm. watch the dogs do their little movement and the person did their movement. Uh, it was so cute. Yeah. One of my favorites is a search and rescue team, uh-huh. dog team. And yeah, she's doing pushups and then a dog is doing pushups and she's like down and he's down and she's like up and he's up. Oh, my God. So he's doing his push-ups while she's doing her push-ups. So, oh, wow. And, and it builds a bond, yeah. too. And so that's the other part of my business is building that bond. Because if we listen to our animals and really observe them, then we can help them because we're more aware. Good point. Because they're aware of us a lot more than we are of them. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, for sure. Even I haven't had my little dog very long, and I had some some tooth issues recently, and she was right up on me like, are you okay? And she's not usually like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very in tune, aren't they? They they are. Yeah. And my last dog, Tina, was very in tune to okay. me. And so I bring that into my business because we can really work together as one. And so the dog human fitness class, that's what it's about. It's about you being fit, your dog being fit, but working together as one, and you'll have a stronger bond when you leave the class as well. So It sounds so mysterious to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> how can I do a push-up and my dog do a push-up? You must have a little process to make that happen. <laughs> like, we do. I can't it, even imagine. It helps. We're learning as we've been doing this that it helps the that the dog knows some fitness exercises. Oh, okay. And then you are somewhat fit. Uh-huh. In your exercises, because it is a little bit more of a challenging class coordination, like trying to you do your exercise while you're telling your dog what to do at the same time. Yeah. And so if your dog isn't really well trained, then your dog is like, la di da, I don't care what you're doing. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to do a push up. <laughs> that's an interesting insight because like my dog, I still need to work on just basic obedience mm-hmm. and a, a few basics before we can maybe move on to something like right. you offer. Okay. Yeah. 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 But you have the couple of tiers in what you do too. Right. Right. So yeah. the initial fitness and assessment and teach that and then you can move on right, right. to the human and right. dog class. That's right. cool. And if we have people that go through our initial questionnaire for the dog fuzzy gym buddy class, mm-hmm. then... Um, we can say, hey, I think you should take our dog fitness class so that you can learn to do exercises with your dog and then you can both do exercises. Yeah. Oh, what's interesting is we're just now starting the fourth quarter, but I know a lot of people are probably like me, like, okay, when January comes around, I'm that's when I'm going to say I'm going to get more fit. (laughs) But dang, if you could go do it with your dog... Wow. Do you get more people that come in the beginning of the year? Like, this is my New Year's resolution. That's when people definitely think about it more. Yeah. Because we're all like, oh, it's a new year. Now what? (laughs) (laughs) So if you all are interested in that, uh, Jen can definitely help you with lots of different tips. I know you have some on your website. I do. Yeah. Uh, Talk me through what, what is something I could do with my dog. I can't even, I'm having a hard time picturing some of this besides the video that I saw, which was very cute. (laughs) Right, which looks really complicated. (laughs) Yeah, so on my website, I have a blog and there's some various tips on there. And one of them is about preventing injury. And there's a couple exercises on there that are great for the wintertime because, you know, in the wintertime, we're all like to hunker down. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, but what do we do in the wintertime? Like we go to the gym. Oh, yeah. Our dog 
hangs out at home. Some, yeah. you know, we're Coloradoans. For most of us are out there walking and hiking True. in the snow. But for, you know, we have a lot of cold days, so the dogs aren't as active. Yeah. So, yeah, there's two exercises on my blog that people can do that um, step overs where they step over various poles or pool noodles. I usually get pool noodles in their summertime. Mm. Um, it's fall, so you might be able to find them somewhere still. Okay. But everybody's like already got Halloween out. Oh, <laughs> so. yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but stepping over different objects can help a dog input to a dog's feet, which ultimately helps with their body awareness. So something I would have around my house. Can you give me some examples? Yeah, like broom handles, oh. um, expandable shower curtains, expandable curtain rods. Just make oh. sure if you put them in a hallway, you don't leave them up at night so yeah. you don't drip on them. Oh. So just, yeah, little so stuff. So just like in that. a place they would normally walk through, they'd mm-hmm. have to step over that. That's very simple. Yeah. yeah. And how does that help them? So they have to know where their feet are in space. So mm-hmm. when they are picking their foot up and stepping over that pole, they have to know, okay, I have to pick my foot up this height, this distance to step over it, or I'm going to step on it. Mm-hmm. And just like us, you know, we do the same thing when we have to step over things. Our feet know where they are in space. Mm-hmm. And we tend to forget if we don't practice it, like even humans. And so doing that on a... Some somewhat regular basis can help them. It also helps them balance because they got to pick one foot up, shift their weight, pick another foot up, shift their weight. And so it also helps them engage some muscles, cores, hind limbs, front limbs as oh, well. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So even something as small as like a broom handle, right. they're really thinking about that. Yeah. Oh, and I would think if you put it somewhere like a hallway, they can't go around it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. That's super simple. Anybody yeah. could do that. Oh, yeah. Between Anytime a table and a couch or. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Just in a walkway somewhere. I can mm-hmm. think of a couple places just in my little my little place that I can do that for my small dog. Yeah. Yeah. And they might come up with interesting ways to even move around that. Right. Yes. Like step. Yes. Qu- Gently over it or jump over right. it, right? Mm-hmm. So some different different ways to move. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And you use different sizes depending on the yeah. dog. So oh. like your dog, you want to do smaller sizes. And bigger dogs, they're going to want bigger. Hmm. You know, but you could use like PVC pipe or yeah, get creative. Oh, get Creative sure. exercise stuff. Yeah, even like um, those door draft little things. Those are oh, a little yeah, bit yeah. bigger, you know, mm-hmm. so maybe yep. if you have those, that'd be c- pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's really easy to do. And that's not something where, okay, you turn on the the YouTube and watch the thing yep. and you both exercise together with your leg warmers on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, they're just walking around the house. Oh, that's super cool. You said you had another one. Yeah. So the other one is called like step up or um, we call them elevated stands. And so they're putting their front feet on something low, like, you know, an inch, two inches. Oh. Um, so it just shifts their weight to their back end, but they have to engage their glutes, hams, quads, core. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do it when they're eating. So they're doing it twice a day and they're already doing their exercise and you haven't done anything for them. Like they're already doing it. Okay. So I so I teach 4-H obedience um, in the spring. And one of my um, obedience kids was also doing agility. And so I went and watched on the competition at the county fair. Uh, about two years ago, and um, I saw that dog get injured on the course. Mm. And so I went over them, and you know, I was like, "Hey, you guys okay?" And they didn't—they didn't think anything of it. Oh, they're like, "He's totally fine." I was like, "No, he's not. He's kind of holding that leg funny." And you know, I told him, "Hey, you may want to go get checked out at your veterinarian just to make sure everything's okay." And so then we talked later at a later class, and he was doing better. And so I explained to them this exercise that they could do, um, elevated stand or step up. And they religiously did it 
daily. They still do it oh. <laughs> for this shepherd mixed dog. Um, and the next year he was champion in agility. <gasps> wow. So it's just the simplest things that can make the biggest difference. So paint a picture for me what this would look like. So you're feeding your dog and they have to like step up one step to get to their food bowl. Yeah, Is that that's kind one of way. what I'm picturing? Okay. Yep, you can put their food bowl on one step and they step on the other step. Okay. Or you can just do a phone book. Oh. I know not many people have phone books anymore, but I still okay. do. There's a way to recycle. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you can use like a phone book because it's small. So I tell people, you know, go small first. Um, and so that they can, the dogs can learn what you want them to do. And then, um, you know, with, with this exercise, I can do stuff a little more complicated with people. But I say just, you know, simple and small. A phone book or a little box or... Oh, I would never have thought that would make that much of a difference. It makes a big difference. Oh, wow. And is that a good segue into, say, you want to maybe take a class like yours? Mm -hmm. They already kind of know, oh, I can step over that. I can step up on that. They're kind of used to those types of things a little bit more. Yep. Interesting. And that's two other services that I offer, too. So I offer going to people's homes and helping them figure out how to do exercise in their home. Okay. Or I'll go to their home and just exercise with their dog while they're gone. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's... Do you take them out for a walk? Too? I do. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one client. Mm. The first day we do exercises, like strength exercises. Uh-huh. And then the next day or so, um, we go on a walk. Oh, and we do other exercises cool. on the walk. Oh, so, I had yeah. no idea. She has a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot of fun. Oh, my God. And I have a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how cool is that? Wow. So those are a couple of things just anyone, wherever they're at, can, no matter what size their place is, mm-hmm. can do. Yep. Because I don't have, like, a large living room, mm-hmm. anything like that. I can't run around and do zoomies with my dog, even though she's little. <laughs> like, that's not practical. <laughs> I mean, I really tried in my fitness business, you know, there's equipment out there that mm-hmm. you can use, and it can become, like, somewhat expensive Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be expensive just like in the human field like you don't have to go out and have all the expensive equipment you can make it really simple yeah and in the fall time when we're inside and winter like these are two simple things that you can do inside yeah oh i love these ideas I know one of the other things that you're working on that's not quite, quite open yet (laughs) when we get past some of our winter weather is your own private fitness park. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Soon. 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 (laughs) I know. I keep opening. We've used it for classes Uh um, and uh, due to various weather equipment challenges. Yeah. Weed challenges. Um, but yeah, soon I hope it would be open. But yeah, it came out of the fact that people don't have a place to work their dog mentally or physically that's safe. Mm-hmm. You know, the, we have dog parts that are great. Like the city's isn't great at providing that various places, depending on what you're looking for. Um, but there's a lot of dogs in a lot of them sometimes. Yeah. And so providing a private fitness membership park where there's agility equipment and parkour equipment where people can come and physically work their dogs, especially for like the search and rescue team, mm-hmm. um, they can come and strengthen up their dogs. Wow. So. Such a great resource for the community. But I understand safety first. Safety first, yes, right? We yeah, we got to yeah. make sure that everything <laughs> is nice and clear of anything pokey, um, that all of the fences are good. Uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I totally get it. But that'll be cool. But in the meantime, you know, you can come to people's houses, which is great. Um, and I love these tips for at home. Uh, what else? Any other tips you can give to people? You know, I think like... For the competition dogs, um, I always, and the search and rescue working type dogs, I always recommend like a warm up. 
Oh. Um, and I actually did that for Docking Olympics. I, I have a video I put on my Facebook page mm-hmm. about a doggy warm-up, and it's showing um, a step-up or elevated stand, oh. stepping over Cavalettis, you know, doing a little laps in your – I mean, you can also do this in your house where you just do a few laps in your house. Oh, yeah. okay. Depending on the size of the dog or the size of the house. But, yeah, you know, you could do a few laps in your house, which are part of your warm-up. Um, and that's all okay. stuff, too, that you can do before your walk. Oh, yeah. So you kind of warm up their muscles, their tendons, their joints before you actually go on a walk. Okay. So every day they're doing the step overs and the step ups. And then before you go out on a big walk or run, just do a little lap around your yeah. house even. Oh, yeah. that's, pretty, that's almost too simple, Jennifer. I know, right? <laughs> and if, you know, they're not doing it every day, then, yeah. you know, do it. I mean, if they're doing it daily, you don't have to do that before their walk because they're already doing it. But yeah. if it's if they haven't done it that day, like just do some quick ones and then... They're all warmed up, ready to go. Oh, any other warm-ups you suggest for the athletic dogs? Um, you know, some of those get a little more complicated. Oh, um, but I say. have like transitions and backing and that. But those aren't intuitive for dogs. Okay, especially backing. I don't think dogs remain to back. Oh, like back up, back physically. up. Okay, yeah. But yeah. it's a great exercise if they can do it. And one of the dogs I've been working with, she amazed me the other day because she backed around obstacles. Oh. Which is pretty high level. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of the agility dogs know how to back up because they're used to putting their back feet on things. Okay. So backing up for them is a great warm up. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. So then it gets that awareness behind them because they have awareness behind them, but it helps wake it up a little bit more. Okay. So then when they're jumping in that they're a little bit better and doing transitions which are like sit down stands repetitively oh which are kind of like a doggy push-up okay so oh that's just doing everything in uh fast motion Mm -hmm. like sit lay down sit lay down that kind of thing yeah sit lay down stand sit lay down stand sit lay down stand but you want to be careful of form because you can do things improperly and so but yeah a lot of the competition dogs can do stuff like that Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It reminds me of the dancing dogs that you see right? every once in a while come right? up, right? <laughs> and you know what? Yeah, now that I think about it, all those dogs that back up around things, mm-hmm. it always seemed astounding. You don't see dogs just naturally Mm-mm. do that. Very interesting. Nope. Border Collies, they're really good at it, and uh, they love it. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're the star, aren't mm-hmm. they? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like you have some resources if people are just having a hard time, you know, picturing this, listening uh, on your on your website. I do. Again, yeah. tell us the website address for people to find more information. Yeah, K number nine fitnessworks.com. And that's K number nine fitness, F I T N E S S, works, W O R K S dot com. Okay. Yeah. And you have a, a blog on there. Yep, there's a blog. Awesome. I'm working on getting my YouTube channel up with videos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but it sounds like you have some yeah. on your I Facebook page. I do have page videos too? on my Facebook page. Okay. Yeah. And how can people find your Facebook page? It is also Canine Fitness Works. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, super. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I want to go see those videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the event we were at, I saw, you know, bits and pieces, but I think there's a lot in here that I can apply even to my dog. My, you know, my dog doesn't do well with a lot of other dogs. Mm-hmm. So being able to do some of these at home is mm-hmm. awesome. Even though she's a little dog and I and I don't want to dismiss her fitness level just because she's little, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm excited to try some of these. Her fitness level is, you know, we all start at a, a different place. And yeah. so, yeah. Well, some of this can... would be beginner. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> super beginner. Yeah, yeah. But that's okay. That's a good Yay. place to start. Yeah. And I'm excited to hear when the your fitness park opens again. And we'll let people know. Maybe we'll have you back on the show. Yeah. And, and we'll then talk I'll, about that. They can definitely follow on the yeah. Facebook page and... Oh, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, so if you need more information on that, the Facebook page and the website, those are really the best places to reach you. Yeah, they can email me, yeah. and that yeah. information's on those sites, too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I can't believe it. Our time is almost up here. Is there any last words you want to put into everybody? Just have fun with your dog out there and be aware of your dog. And uh, just, you know, have that canine connection or pet perspective um, with your dog and just have fun. Have fun. I agree. That's the best. <laughs> and I guess, you know, I don't exclude the cat people because <laughs> okay. I get this from cat people. Yeah. Cats can do stuff too. They okay. can do similar stuff too. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, we didn't even get a chance to talk about that. <laughs> right. cat fitness. Oh my goodness. That's a whole nother episode, people. <laughs> oh, well, that's awesome. Those are great parting words. Have fun with your dog. Yes. Yes. Have fun. We all want to do that. Well, thank you, Jennifer, for being on the show today. Oh, well, thank you. Yay. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yay. I'm so glad. Thank you for listening to Critter Patter on KRFC 88.9 FM Radio Fort Collins. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Tales with Tales. I sure hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it. If you have any feedback, send me an email at Monique, M-O-N-I-Q-U-E, at silverpawstudio.com. To see images illustrating each tale, check out my blog post at silverpawstudio.com and, of course, in the Tales with Tales Facebook group. Until the next episode, I wish you many woofs, purrs, and T-R-E-A-T-S's. KRFC 88.9 FM Radio Fort Collins, Critter Patter is recorded in their studios in the Music District in the heart of Fort Collins, Colorado.